For our scripture reading on this New Year's Eve, we'll turn to Luke chapter 2. We'll continue where we left off, and we'll read the verses 21 through verse 39. Luke chapter 2 from verse 21 through 39, and our focus will be mainly on verse 25. And when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Now when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were completed, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For mine eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed him and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Now there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age and had lived with an husband seven years from her virginity. This woman was a widow of about 84 years who did not depart from the temple but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And in coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. So when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own city, Nazareth. Dear congregation, the Lord has again brought us together to the end of another year. He spared each one of our frail lives to see the end or the last day of the year 2022. And the passing of these years, of of the time and of the days and of the years, it reminds us that we are waiting, that we're always waiting, not just for the little things, but waiting for the moment when time will no longer be passing by. The moment when time will be exchanged 
for eternity, waiting for the time when God makes all things new as He has promised, and when all this changing time is no longer necessary. And that moment will be coming very soon because Jesus says in, in the book of Revelation, Behold, I come quickly. And for those, Hebrew says, who wait eagerly for him, he will appear the second time without sin for salvation. So we can ask ourselves on this last day of this year, are we a waiting people? Do we wait for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ? Because in the passage that we read, God also calls our attention to observe a waiting man. It says in verse 25, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And so our theme is Simeon, a waiting man. And from the context in which he lived, we can, we can see why there is such an emphasis on, on waiting. For Israel, this was a difficult and a trying time. They were being governed by the Romans. They were being oppressed. They had lost their political independence, their, their civil independence. There was a cruel king, Herod, there. The Jewish leaders themselves had become legalistic in their religion. There had been no prophecy from God for over 400 years. But it is in this dark context that we are shown waiting men and women, people who are full of hope and full of expectation in the Lord. Because Luke especially draws our attention to, to look at a Zacharias and a Elizabeth and, and a Mary and a Simeon and an Anna. And verse 38 says, all those who looked for the redemption in Israel. And in Romans 11 verse 4, Paul also was reminded of God's word to Elijah where where he writes, But what does the divine response say to him, that is to Elijah? I have reserved for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. And even so then at this present time, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. There is a remnant here in Simeon's time. There is a remnant in Paul's time. And we remind that even today, the end of 2022, whatever the condition of the world is, there's a remnant. God has a people who are waiting for Him, who are looking for His coming, for His redemption. But the question for us today is, are we one of those waiting people? Are we looking and waiting to see the Lord and His salvation? See, Simeon and Anna were, were looking for Christ's first coming. We heard about that again last week. But we wait for the promise of His second coming now. But there are many people in this world who do not wait for His second coming because they don't believe it will happen. And they say, as Peter says in 2 Peter 3, where is the promise of His coming? Because everything is just continuing on like it has been ever since the beginning of time. And if that's you today, then you must turn. Turn to the Lord before He does come. 
to turn in the waiting spirit for His salvation before He finds you unwilling and not waiting. But there's also religious people who are waiting. The Jews were very religious, but it was all external. Many of them were looking for the Messiah. The Messiah was promised to them, and they were looking for Him to come and to give them restoration for their, for their nation and for their kingdom and for their religion. And so they were waiting for a national deliverance and peace and prosperity. And many are still waiting even today for that. Is that how we are waiting? Is it for the external thing? In a way, we do look for and long for, for better times in our nation or, or, or better leaders or what it may be. But here, Simeon, he could look through all the externals. He did not set his heart on the temporal things, but he, he looked through all the symbolism that there was in the temple and in the religion to the one who alone can give him the peace that he needed. And in our context today, Believers wait for the Lord Jesus Christ to come. And it makes it all the more urgent when the circumstances are full of troubles. It makes you more eager to find that redemption. And then you can look through all these circumstances of life to the promise of His coming. There is something better coming. There is something that you're waiting for. And Simeon is waiting for the consolation of Israel, it says. So what is that consolation? What is he waiting for? Well, this word refers to comfort, encouragement. But it's more than that. The consolation of Israel refers, <coughs> refers to the source of his comfort. In a word, this is Christ. God's word teaches us who Christ is. It teaches us what Christ does for His people. It describes to us God's, God's names and, and His work and, and His being. And they all describe Christ and show us that He is the source. It's all to show that He is the source of life and comfort. And when God told Isaiah to speak to His people, He said, Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people. Speak comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned. That comfort comes through Christ. It's a comfort of salvation. It's a comfort of the redeeming work of Christ. It's a comfort of the pardon of, of your sins. It, it all comes from Him. And this is who Simeon is waiting for. This is who he saw through all the sacrifices in the temple and through all the ceremonies that they had to do. And this is what all the Bible here promises for us today. It's not just the benefits that we wait for. It's not just the benefits that we need. The forgiveness of sins is not something that just, we just receive and then continue on with our life as, as it was before. But it produces a greater longing for the source. For the source of that comfort, the waiting for Christ Himself. That is the hope of the fullness of that salvation, that by faith in the promises of God. Simeon's desire reflected that of Paul's when he said, For me to be with Christ is much better, far better. 
Not just to be saved, not to receive His blessings here, but, but to be with Him. And this shaped the character of Simeon. Behold, it says, there is a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was just and devout. We notice here we're told his name, Simeon, but the Spirit leaves out every other detail. We don't know how old he was. We don't know if he had a family, what his position was, what his occupation was. But he draws our attention to his character, just and devout. We see this also when God gives the qualifications for office bearers in his church. He doesn't look for position or for, for power or for status or gifts, but God looks for character. And today, at the end of this year, God is looking at your character. And what's God's description of your character today? After another year of, of hearing about the Lord Jesus Christ, of looking for Him, of learning about Him, what is God writing down about our character? What has it done? Because in 1 Samuel 16, when, when Samuel was supposed to anoint the next king of Israel, Jesse's oldest son came to him, and, and, and Samuel says, this must be the Lord's anointed. But the Lord said, do not look at his appearance or his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks in the heart. Now, what does the Lord see in our heart today? Here, Simeon is set forth as an example with a character reflecting the grace of God in his heart. It wasn't just the knowledge that he had, not just the experiences that he had, because many people know a lot about the Bible, including the Pharisees, but they did not believe. It's not his gift of prophecy that he received here, because King Saul and Balaam even were unbelievers, and they, had, they prophesied. And it wasn't because he held a baby Jesus later. It wasn't because he saw Jesus, because many people there saw the Lord Jesus, and most of them ended up crucifying him. But here we see a man of faith. And we know, as Paul says, that faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the Word of God. Simeon had the Old Testament. He had the law of Moses. He had all the ceremonial symbolism in the temples to learn from. Everything that was pointing him, directing him to Christ, teaching him. And he believed. Through those means, he saw the Lord Jesus Christ. And he waited on those promises. He waited for that consolation of Israel. And God describes it, it produced in his life. It says he was just. Now, just means righteous. Is it translated as righteous in different places? That means being in accordance to God's standards. You can read the same thing about Zacharias and Elizabeth in, in chapter 1, verse 6. It says they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. So they were living according to the requirements of God, blameless. Their lives were an, an example of, of piety and of godliness, of holiness. And his life shows the reflection of Christ in his heart walking in obedience out of love for, to God and for His Word. And that's what God does. He transforms your 
heart, your life by His Word and by His Spirit to become like Christ. Is that evident in your life at the end of this year? Have you become more like Christ? This was a character of Simeon's life, even though the religion of that day was largely dead and formalistic. He had to sit under the legalistic teaching and preaching of the Pharisees as as they worked out their own righteousness by the law like Paul did. But these believers waited for the consolation of Israel, for the source of their righteousness in God. Because that's the other meaning of this word just. It carries the meaning of being just in the sight of God, being justified, declared righteous by God not because of our own works like the Pharisees are trying to do, but because of the righteousness of Christ that is imputed to you when you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Simeon had faith in the promise of the first coming of the Messiah and of His work. We have the promise of His salvation and of His second coming. And your faith is evident when you can look past all the outward duties of religion, when you can look past the duty of your prayer and through the Word of God to Jesus Christ Himself? Is that where your hope is resting in this past year? Has that been the character of your life in this past year? Have your eyes been fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ through the means that He has given us? Are you waiting on Him alone? Not on your feelings, not on your duties, not on your works, but on on Christ, by grace, through faith. Because if that's where your faith is resting, if that's where your faith is found, then you also, like Simeon, are declared righteous in the eyes of God. And that will be evident in your life. Simeon was also devout, it says. This refers to a piety of life a careful practice of religious duty, a holy reverence to God, a life that is consecrated to God, a life that is a deep-seated awareness that you are living in the presence of the holy God. Simeon was devoted to God in everything. He called himself God's servant in verse 29, where he said, Lord, now you're letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. And even that word, the name Lord in verse 29, it means sovereign ruler. He sees himself as a servant of, the, of his divine sovereign master. And as far as we know, Simeon was not a priest. He was just he was an ordinary church member. And even though Simeon had to battle his sin like every believer does, he lives by faith in the sinless Jesus Christ who would come. Here a small reflection of Christ, His Master. This waiting is an act of faith, waiting for the fullness of Christ to be formed in you. And now another year has passed. And for those who wait on the Lord as Simeon did, you're another year closer. Another year closer 
for this to be for for this to be worked out in your heart and life to be fully glorified in heaven to be made like Christ your master another year closer to be made conformed to his image and to be like, made like him in all his beauty and, and righteousness and purity but now, Paul says in Philippians 3, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend or lay hold of that which I am also apprehended by Christ. You're waiting a Simeon for that final redemption because we're not there yet. Simon Simeon's life and conduct were characterized by a waiting spirit, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Spirit was upon him. In verse 27, and so he came by the Spirit into the temple. Here Simeon was led in a very special way by the, by the Holy Spirit. He's, it indicates here that he, the Spirit was on him continually in a special way. But here he was led in a special way. And the Lord divinely communicated to him that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ, that is, the anointed. He had a special gift of prophecy. But every child of God receives the gift of the Holy Spirit. And every child of God is led by the Holy Spirit, Romans 8 says. And then you also sing, as no doubt Simeon did, and as David did and wrote in Psalm 27, one thing I have desired of the Lord, and that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Why? To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. See, the temple was the shadow of Christ. It was the, it was the picture of the Lamb of God that takes away the world. It, it was the Emmanuel, the God with us, who represented God in our midst. It was a sacrifice. It was a propitiation for our sins. It all pointed to the source, to Christ. And Simeon was there looking for that consolation of Israel. He was looking at all these symbols and, and threw them to the source. Because a waiting person is a person who's missing that, who's missing the full consolation. That's why you're looking for it, because you don't have it all the way yet. I'm not saying that they miss everything. There is a, there is a sense that, that those who are not saved yet may be, may be waiting, may be seeking, may be looking for the Lord, for that forgiveness, for that initial salvation. But believers wait in faith because you've already tasted something of the goodness of the Lord. You're waiting for the complete fulfillment of those promises that God has given you. It's waiting to see more of Christ, and to be made more like Christ, to have more of Christ's presence, and ultimately it's waiting to be with Christ, and to be made like Christ completely. When you can see Him face to face, when as John says, you shall be made as Him, when you can see then His, his, his wounds, His scars that... that were made because He came to pay for the sins of His people. And there you take hold of God and His promises. 
and you look for that fulfillment in your lives. We have not yet arrived. We have not yet been made perfect. But Simeon, in his way here, he, he expected to see the Messiah that was promised to come. And as he did so, he waited by using the means. Now, the Holy Spirit most likely revealed the things to him through the Old Testament. That's what he had, and that's how the, how the Lord works. Faith comes by hearing. Simeon would have carefully studied those promises. And like we read of Anna, she was in the temple praying. No doubt he also prayed often. Daniel also, when he was in Babylon, he studied the Scriptures. He prayed, looking for those promises of God of when they would be delivered, of when the Lord would fulfill those promises. And if you are waiting for Christ, you will also make diligent use of the means that God has given to reveal His Son in you. Because that's where you will find Him. That is what God uses. Now, if you have to look back on this year, as we tend to do when we come to the end, how have we made use of the means of grace, both the public and the private worship, the preaching, the Word, the reading of Scripture, the sacraments, the prayers, the family devotions, your private devotions? How has that been this last year? As can the Lord say, now there is a waiting person. There is someone who's looking, who's longing to see my son. There is someone who's waiting to be taken into glory. Because if we don't, if this past year has not been characterized by a seeking and a looking for Christ in his word, then what are you waiting for? What are we looking for? If it's not him, is it, what is it in this world then? Because sometimes we can act either like we have arrived and we think we have everything that we need, or at least we just casually floating along like you would in a river tube. But is our life characterized by waiting for the fulfillment of God's promise in your life? Do we look to see Christ through the lens of Scripture? and the preaching. When someone's coming to your home, especially grandparents or children, they'll sit by the window and they'll look through the window to see when they're coming. It's not the window that gives them satisfaction. It's not the windowsill that they're looking at. That's not where they stop, but they look for who's coming. And so it is with Scripture. You don't stop there. You don't stop in the means, but you look through it as through a window to, to see Christ coming. Because we stop in the means and either we think we have arrived or become self-righteous or else the opposite can be true and we start to complain about the means and about the broken vessels and, and the empty structures. But wait on the Lord and for His consolation and you will find Him. And the Lord calls us to wait patiently, to endure in prayer, to be patient in affliction and thankful in prosperity. Hebrews 10 says, For you have need of patience or endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. 
We are to wait like Simeon. We're to wait for Christ's second coming even more than Simeon, more earnestly than Simeon waited for his first coming. And the passing of another year reminds us again of the urgency to be ready to meet God. And a waiting person is a ready person. Simeon was ready to meet Christ. But if you're not looking for Christ today, if you're not waiting for Him to return, what a dreadful moment that will be. And as we've read in the Belgian Confession there of how it explains how Scripture says how, how Christ will come in His power and His glory. And He will cast all those who are not waiting for Him into everlasting fire, body and soul. Never again to be able to turn, never again able to wait because he will not come as he did in Simeon's day as a little baby in the arms of his mother, but then as a king of kings and a lord of glory. What a glorious day this will be for those who are waiting to receive all his waiting people to himself. So now, today, even the last day of this year is still the day to call on him to seek for Him, to look for Him, for His coming. But for all those of you who are waiting, who are waiting for the fullness of the source of your consolation, your comfort, the Lord encourages you daily in His Word. And the passing of another year reminds us with Hebrews 10, for yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. Faith, waiting, looking. And then when he does appear, 1 John 3 says you will see him as he is and you will be made like him. Then you'll see him. Christ who came, who died for his people. Whose blood washed away your sins. Then your waiting will be over. And you'll receive the fulfillment of that promise. You'll be made into the perfect reflection of his image and of his righteousness. You'll become like your sovereign master in that perfection as a human can be. And then you'll live in the fullness of His presence and in the fullness of His comfort forever. Forever. Never another year to pass by, but forever when time stands still fullness of His presence. Wait for this consolation because it will come quickly.